Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. On today's episode, it's part two of our 2021 end-of-the-year Spartan superlative extravaganza hoot nanny, whatever on earth we're still calling this thing. Odell Bretham Jr. joins us to break down six categories to see the best and maybe not so best of the last year in Michigan State sports. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, you wonderful Locked On Spartans listeners. How on earth are you doing? I hope as we... Come to the end of this wonderful year of our Lord 2021. I hope you're doing just dandy and fine and surrounded by health, loved ones, and, well, a lot of green and white. Uh, Thank you for joining for another episode of not just Locked on Spartans, but for another episode of our end-of-the-year Spartan Superlative Hoot Nanny Extravaganza Spectacular. Uh, This is part two of this end-of-the-year award show style show that we're doing. Uh, Part one was yesterday. We did that with Austin Smith. Had a great time. Uh, went, went through some categories like painful moment of the year, scariest moment of the year, most relieving moment of the year, and we also did quote of the year, play of the year, and jerseys of the year as well yesterday. We got six more categories with another guest, Odell Bretham Jr. If you are on Twitter, you certainly know who he is. If you are not on Twitter, well, get on Twitter so you can follow him and his work. He's the, the best account out there. Uh, just always working. Always hilarious. And always bleeding green and white, so we got some categories to go over today. But before we get there, that's right, just some housekeeping to take care of. See you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Yes, this is Locked on Spartans. We do this five days a week. We're going to have a Peach Bowl preview tomorrow, break down what happened in this game against the High Point Panthers as well. And then on Friday, well, of course, we're going to talk about the Peach Bowl in a nice little recap show. I will be on vacation. Uh, Drinks will be a flowing. That should be one heck of a recap show, so, oh boy. Um, But yeah, and also, any questions, comments, concerns, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is where to find me. LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. All right, enough wasting time. Let's keep on rolling with our Spartan Superlative Extravaganza Hootenanny Bonanza Palooza, baby. Honored, pumped, excited. Those are three words that don't even begin to describe how I'm feeling right now. To being joined by the greatest of all time. Yes, I'm talking about Odell Bretham Jr. He is the chief of MSU propaganda on Twitter. And he's joining us today for this Michigan State end of the year recap. Superlative bonanza hootenanny, whatever we're going to call it. We have six categories, or so Brett thinks. Actually, the first category is Twitter account of the year. There's no other nominations. It's Brett. Brett, how on earth are you doing, man? And do you have an acceptance speech for MSU Twitter account of the year to kick things off right now? Well, first off, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm incredibly excited to be here. It is the honor of a lifetime. And I am beyond humbled at that first nomination. I think that there's there's a lot of other accounts that are more deserving. But I'm sure we can, no. we can formulate a list or even I know that a big thing on the Twitter sphere is coming up with brackets for accounts, so I'm sure that we could mm. <laughs> create something like that one day to determine a true champion. Well, no time for brackets here. And just like yesterday's show, we did part one with Austin Smith and the superlative end-of-the-year recap. We're just going to throw out a bunch of nominees, and then we'll banter who you know the, the winner should be. And I think we should start this one on a fun note. 
And let's just go right into it. The, the first category here, Mr. Odell Bretton Jr. Most fun you've had watching a game this year. Now, you talk about subjective. Uh, this really just depends on who you are as a person, where you were for these games, perhaps. So most fun you had watching a game. I, I just got three written down. Uh, I'll just ramble really quick here. Uh, duh, the, the Michigan football game. Okay, it goes without saying. Uh, the Penn State game, if you were at that, there is something to being in miserable weather, watching your team with a community of Spartans that are also miserable uh, in this weather. But it's also not so miserable watching them get a win to get to 10 wins to get to a Peach Bowl. And last but not least, I got to go with the Miami game. Uh, this is uh, a game I was very fortunate to go to. And if you've ever been fortunate to go to an away game, like there's nothing like stepping in enemy territory. There's also really nothing like stepping into enemy territory for a road game when your fan base turns that road game into like a neutral field game. And that's what Spartans did for that trip down to Miami. So those are just my three quick nominees. Crazy enough, I didn't have any basketball games because, Brett, point blank, I, I don't know if fun <laughs> is a word I would throw around for last year's basketball season. I just to put it bluntly right there. So do you have any nominees? Thank you for letting me hog the microphone right there, by the way, Brett. But do you have no. <laughs> no, I completely agree with you on a couple of these. And, yeah, I do have to kind of uh, agree as well as terms of the basketball. The last year of watching MSU basketball has not been fun. I've, nah. I don't think I've enjoyed a single second outside of a couple games this year. But it's, it's, it's still too fresh to put them on this list. But sure. um, my, fr- my, first, my first answer, I know we talked about this on Twitter a little bit the other day, is none. Um, I don't really have fun watching the games <laughs> just because I am, I, I'm an absolute, just like, I, I, I don't really get nervous, but I'm just like an anxious ball of emotions. I don't eat sure. until the game's sure. over. I don't really do well with like conversing with other people. Like I'm just, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a wreck and I'm sure that it's just like not, it's a medical concern if my doctor hears about this, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, in terms of actual fun. I got to go MSU Northwestern. That was first on my list. Um, okay. Starting off the year with that 75-yard touchdown, it's like we, we watched his offense for MSU uh, under the previous offensive coordinator who will not be named. Um, sure. Like Voldemort. <laughs> um, yeah, just not be able to put any points on the board, no excitement, and then, boom, you come out, 75-yard touchdown. It's like, all right, this, this year might be fun. And then the second one has to be MSU Miami. I think that that was a real statement for the program because – that was the first test of the year, and they came out. They got punched in the mouth a little bit. Um, you could tell they were a little bit worn down by the heat, and then they finished out sure. that game just absolutely just blowing Miami out of the water. And they drug them into the deep water, and that's where that came from. So um, that was that has to be up there. And then uh, finally, it's MSU PS, uh, Penn State. Um, I know we, we got the meet for that the first time at that game, so that, that's what puts it way up there. Best day of my life. Is, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, just like seeing fans, like the student section, the deep end, they're throwing snowballs at that cornball James Franklin. That was awesome. <laughs> I, I I couldn't I couldn't feel my limbs like ninety percent of the game, which was sure. so much fun. And then it, I mean, we come out and we win, and players are doing snow angels on the field. So it was just all around just awesome day. You know, and I, I'm going to go with Miami for my winner. And aside from, you know, just my own selfish experience there of, of my experience at the game, but also as a whole for the fan base, right? Like you took the words right out of my mouth. Like that is when they started to instill that deep water mindset. Like they pulled away in the fourth quarter. And, you know, with five minutes left in the game, it was 
pretty much put away at that point, right? Like even before Ronald Williams interception, which for me was the the nail in the coffin. But even before that, it was like pretty comfortable that Michigan State was going to win that game when they went up 14 points. And that's when you start to realize like, listen, Northwestern game, okay, that was awesome. That was fun. Youngstown, cool, whatever. Beating that Miami team though as underdogs, that was when we first started to realize like, well, we've got a team here this year. <laughs> we are three and zero. Boys are looking really good right now. So, like, that's also why I think it was the most fun game for me. Now, of course, there are some people out there that will say the Michigan game. That's probably the, the popular answer, I would imagine. But Brett, just like you're saying, that that entire three and a half four hours, I I, I felt like I was a heartbeat away from <laughs> dying the, the entire game. Uh, it's, it, it's the most fun game to go back and watch. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And we have a category later on, game of the year. This is just selfish. I had a fun, enjoyable time watching this game. So, uh, no, I, I can't put that Michigan game number one. Uh, unfortunately, no. just because I'm a sick person like like you are, Brett. Yeah, it, it, not, it was not fun until Charles Brantley came away with that interception. And then I blacked out the rest of the day, not even on alcohol, just just on life. It was great. It was it was sensational. Um. And we will be back in a hot second, but first I need to talk to you fine folks about Built Bar. That's right, guys. Built Bar. We're talking about the best tasting protein bar in the entire world. Way better tasting than any candy bar you've ever had. And certainly way, way, way better than any protein bar you've ever had. We're talking rich, independent flavor. Rich in chocolate-covered, chewy goodness. And amazingly low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, low in fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, deliciousness and health benefits. That's right, guys. Now, if you're heading to a New Year's Eve soiree, or perhaps it's an annual event you go to, and you always bring this ridiculous dish that no one actually seems to care about, like the little hot dogs in a blanket or this ridiculous cookie recipe that everyone acts like they like when you choke it down, Mm mm-mm. Bring some Built Bars over. That's right. You want to set the tone for 2022 as New Year's Eve rolls around and comes in hot? Built Bars are the way to do it. You'll be remembered at the party, and you'll keep getting invited to these parties when you roll up with Built Bars. That's right. And if you're sipping on a, like a hot drink, perhaps a nice hot chocolate, if you will, dip that Built Bar right into there. Give the hot chocolate a Built Bar kick, and give your Built Bar a nice hot chocolate kick. And also, uh, have some napkins on standby. Guys, it's just you've heard us talk about Bilt Bar forever. There's so many great flavors like raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. That's not even half the flavors either. Go check it out for yourself. Head to Bilt.com. And also use promo code LOCKED15. That's one word, LOCKED15. And that's going to get you 15% off your order. Go to Bilt.com, smash in that promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order at Bilt.com. And before rolling into more categories with our guy Odell Brethem Jr., just need to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. <laughs> Let's get into category number two here, uh, Mr. Brethem Jr. This is the overreaction of the year. The overreaction of the year. So we're doing we're taking a full swing from fun we just had in games to uh, near meltdowns that we've had as fans some more than others uh, hand up i'm one of those people included do you have any overreactions written down i'll, I'll let you take the first one just because I, I was a, a rambling mess that first category if you want to bat first here on this one 
Yeah, so the first one I wrote down here was after the Kansas game. I thought, I mean, I, I personally, I didn't believe this, but I saw it, it was kind of a popular sentiment that Tyson Walker was going to be like Tum Tum 2.0 because he, oh. he did not look good. He, he he looked really bad. And, I mean, we That's got absolutely – I mean, we went into the second half. It was a semi-close game, but Kansas blew us out of the water. Um, so, yeah, I think coming away from that game, we're like, okay, A.J. Hogard, he's going to be the guy. Um, he, he shot the lights out. I've never even – seen him make a free throw up until that game and he's out there shooting like Steph Curry. So I'm like, all right, he, he's the dude. Um, and then Tyson Walker, I mean, ever since then, he's been one of the best point guards in America. So I think that that was something that was really no uh, overreaction. And then I think the second one I had written down here was that MSU was going to have a quarterback rotation um, just because sure. that they didn't really choose Thorne until the last minute uh, or at least the last week leading up to the game. So, I mean, I know I, I thought, and I probably echoed this to some people, like, hey, if, if it was this close of a competition, if Thorne struggles in a game, maybe they bring out um, uh, Russo for some snaps, and they kind of do that QB carousel that we've seen before uh, with Maxwell and Cook. And luckily that never happened. Thorne just kind of took the job, and he – I don't even know how it was ever a competition, frankly. Um, sure. He just kind of ran with it. So those were kind of the two that really came to mind. Those are those are two incredible ones too. Uh, I, I got three written down, and um, the first one is after OSU scores her second touchdown against Michigan State this year. I said uh, we might be down fifty at halftime. Uh, suck it, everyone! <laughs> it was only forty nine points, so take that. Uh, so that was an overreaction right there. Uh, and the second two uh, are just more so talking about how much of an idiot I am and when will I ever learn. And the first one, you know, we're still early in the Mel Tucker era. And when U of M covers that, what we thought fumble recovery in the end zone for a touchdown, I thought, oh, God, we are going to lose by 30-plus during the Michigan game. But, of course, I, I forgot that this is a deep water program, and being down 16 points even in the third quarter doesn't really matter. But the biggest, biggest blunder I had was just saying over and over again, we're missing the tournament this year. We are missing the NCAA tournament this year. We have two weeks left in the season. We have to beat all three of these top five teams we're going to face there's no way we're going to do it. Team looks horrible. And stupid, stupid me forgot that Tom Izzo is the coach here and that you never bet against Tom Izzo late in the season. You never bet against those Spartans on the basketball court. So I, that's probably my number one overreaction is just repeating over and over again. We're missing the tournament this year. I can't believe we're going to miss a tournament. This is horrible. We're missing the tournament. And oh, yeah, that's it's right. It's, it's, it's Tom Izzo and the boys. Uh, they're going to get it taken care of. Until they face UCLA, but that's neither here nor there. That's so. That's my biggest overreaction of the year. But that's I love your Tyson uh, Walker one. That's a really good one. Yeah, and I like your uh, MSU one of missing the tournament. And even I think an overreaction we can kind of build upon that is, is I mean, we came out and we started hot against UCLA. We were up like, what, oh, I think we were up fourteen yeah. at some point. And I'm, I I literally was texting like chats and friends saying. All right, I'll catch you guys in the final four. I'm going. <laughs> and then that was probably, you know, that's just another example of being like a prisoner in the moment. But it was just, sure. yeah, that was a very bizarre team. I mean, yeah, like you said, we're going from maybe going to the NIT. If, I don't even know if that happened last year. We don't, we don't really, can, our program doesn't even think about that. But um, sure. going from sure. the NIT to something like, all right, we could be going to the final four. And hey, I mean, if we win that game, who knows, like, what exactly would happen? Imagine a, MSU U of M Elite Eight matchup. I'm sure everybody would handle that incredibly well. 
I, I'm shaking my head so hard right now that my neck is going to snap. Uh, absolutely <laughs> not. No, I, I would have just gone to a remote Aboriginal village in Brazil uh, during that game just to stay as far away from a TV and the internet as possible. So, um, silver linings, I guess, that that didn't happen. I don't know. I, whatever, whatever. Um, <laughs> solid. Though. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna even get the mood a, a little crazier. We're, we're, this is how we're structuring the show. We we start hot and in good spirits, and then we dip down, but then we're gonna pick it up here at the end here with game of the year and Spartan of the year. But right now, Brett, I want to know you're punching the air moment of the year like you are just so angry like you can't believe what's happening you, you are you are resigned to just throwing fists at the air right now I'll, I'll go through four really quick uh the first one didn't bother me as much but it bothered uh, understandably so a lot of people in msu nation it's when the college football rankings came out when michigan was ranked ahead of michigan state despite the results on the field showing otherwise two weeks prior uh the second is cal halliday's targeting against western kentucky and I get it. You, bad calls are made. But it's when they review that play and see that his elbow grazed the helmet and then doubled down on it and said, yeah, he's out of the game. Oh, he's got to miss the first half against Rutgers, too. That was upsetting. Uh, just the wait to see if MSU is going to get into the tournament. Uh, we talked about this yesterday with Austin. Oh, boy, that was no fun. And then last but not least, hey, let's not forget the Imani bait saga. Not decommitting once, but also teasing everyone again, being like, oh, yeah, sure, Michigan State's in my Final Four. Yeah, why not? Sure. And then spurning MSU one more time. So those are my four punching the air moments of the year nominees, Brett. Well, that's, yeah, the Ypsilanti, uh, Austin Day ones are really yep. good ones. That, <laughs> that, 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 that was a huge, that was such a roller coaster. Dragon yeah, Bender I, with an I, Instagram I, account. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. No, that's that's a really good list. Um, I think really the thing I would add is, that, I mean, Michigan State Twitter, we all love Keon Coleman. He is probably like our, <laughs> yeah. our, our Twitter son. So at the Youngstown State game, when he's in the game, we're up like 40 points. And they do that like little uh, jet sweep toss play to him. And he, he trances into the end zone like a majestic animal. And we figure out, we find out that Youngstown State's coach called a timeout. Uh, that was probably the most mad I've ever been at a game. Um, <laughs> just because, I like, we all want to see Keon Coleman's first touchdown. We're all yelling for it. We sure. see him on the field, and sure. it is taken from us. Like, the tournament was taken away by COVID. It was up there in terms of just heartbreak. So that's the one i got to put up there. And then I guess I'll just add a recent one. is probably Keonta Goodwin, that whole saga. Um, that, yeah. Yeah, that's just it's still a fresh wound, <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of up there. It's like it's definitely not the magnitude of uh, Ypsilanti, uh Dragon Bender, but yeah, it's it's definitely another like hurtful recruiting saga that we didn't win. Shoot, you know, come to think of it, because you bring up the Keon Coleman thing, and actually, my winner is going to be something I didn't even mention as part of my nominees because I just thought of it. It's whenever all the walk-ons are in the game, plus a scholarship player like Julius Marble is in the game, or for some reason like Malik Hall's in the game, and one of the walk-ons isn't the guy shooting the ball. Like Marble takes like an eighteen-foot jump shot, or like Malik drives to the lane. Like, let <laughs> Stephen Izzo shoot the ball. Like, someone please just let a walk-on shoot the ball like that. So I guess that's my punchy air moment of the year, but that's that's always my winner every single year, seemingly, unless something really, really oh, bad happens no. in state sports. Yeah, no, I, I'm completely with you there. I mean, yeah, you'll, you'll see just like a random player like Braden Burke will turn into like Kobe Bryant or something. Yes. It's like, dude, no, we, we're, we're here to see Steven Izzo. Like, <laughs> go, go have fun at Central. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> Good luck with everything. God bless. And we've got some more categories to get to, like Game of the Year, or really, second best game of the year. I think we all know what number one's going to be. And, of course, Spartan of the Year. But first, need to talk to you fine folks about betonline.ag. That's right, betonline.ag. It has you covered all this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march to the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this winter, so head to the new updated website or go to your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code LOCKEDON, that's all one word, LOCKEDON, and that's going to give you that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball to football to NHL to boxing to UFC right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. It's bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available. It's betonline.ag where the game starts. All right, so we're, we're, we're going to go more on the upswing here because that, that was obviously, you know, a, a, an emotional category and not, not the happiest of times. But we're going to go with off the field moment of the year here. So, no, it's not a play during a game. It's not anything like that. It is everything that happened away from the field. Now, I got four nominees staring at me um, right now. Smell's extension. Mel Tucker's extension locked him up. No, no problem whatsoever. Never a doubt. No, he wasn't going to go to LSU. Certainly no one was worried about that. I was very worried about that. So to see that the 10-year extension was finalized, that was awesome. Uh, just MSU football recruiting and the transfer portal as a whole, I know it was pretty vague and broad. Uh, and my next two is a dead heat for first place, in my opinion. It's all the Michigan personalities talking and running their mouths before the game. You have Braylon Edwards saying that he can't name a single player in Michigan State's defense. You have Taylor Luan cutting like a wrestling promo, talking about how Michigan State's little brother and they're going to lose to Michigan, yada, yada, yada. For seemingly the 15th year in a row, Michigan gives Michigan State gas heading into that game. And Michigan State, in return, turns the Jets on and takes Paul Bunyan home. And last but not least, Brett... Let me tell you why January 6th, 2021 is the greatest day of my entire life. Let me tell you why that day goes in the history books and why it should be taught to every single kid and why it was a joyful day. It's because that was the day Kenneth Walker transferred to Michigan State. It was the only story in the news that entire day, I'm sure, because that is the only thing I will remember from said day is the day that K-9 transferred to Michigan State, baby. So that is my four off the field nominees of the year. I absolutely love it. And we have basically identical lists. I know that I'm going to teach my Not kids that January 6th, 2021 is the day that Kenneth Walker came to Michigan State. And I'm also going to say That's that right. Thanksgiving is the day the day we, we give thanks to the Mel Tucker extension. Um, <laughs> That's the reason for the season. And I guess I'll just <laughs> lob in like a, a third one here is I would probably say just like MSU Twitter as a whole. Um, sure. I mean, it was just—it's been so much fun, especially. I mean, we we've won so many games in both sports that there hasn't been really any time to. I mean, even our loss to Ohio State, like <laughs> it was over quickly, and we all kind of um, saw that coming from right right from kickoff. So it wasn't like a huge gut punch, but um, yeah, I think think those are the three, and it just yeah, it was just a such a, a fun year on and off off the field. So, yeah, I, I'm completely with you on your list. And 
the winner for me has got to be the Mel Tucker thing, just because um, gotcha. it, apparently it took forever to it took forever to find some ink for that pen, but <laughs> right. I finally got that thing signed. And I got to go with the canine transfer. That, that that's got to be mine, um, just because canine doesn't come here. But we ain't getting ready for a Peach Bowl here coming up uh, in, in a few days. So, uh, hey, canine transfer has got to be my number one. Um, let's go to our last two categories, Brett. Now you you can feel the excitement, the, the the tension rising as we go to game of the year, followed by Spartan of the year. We will start with game of the year. No shortage. Of, of nominees here for this category. Uh, let's just go back to last basketball season, okay? You got the Ohio State game. Awesome. You got the Michigan game that seemingly clinched their spot in the NCAA tournament. Awesome. This basketball season has been pretty fun, too. Uh, the Loyola game was fun. The UConn game in Atlantis was also fun. But also, oh, yeah, that's right. There was a football season with 10 wins. All 10 could be great nominees, but if you really want to get to it, I mean, okay, the Penn State game was cool. The Nebraska game was really fun. The Miami game was awesome, and Oh, yes, that's right. October 30th, Michigan State 37, Michigan 33. Oh, my goodness gracious. So that, that, that's it right there. I, what is it that obvious, Brett? Is, is it the Michigan game or is there anything that even comes close to being second place or is there anything that is above the Michigan game? No, the Michigan, it, it's such a runaway winner. It's like Bryce Young in New York. I think it's just, sure. I mean, you got that and you got a bunch of other contenders and one pretender. Um, but yeah, I would I would go with MSU U of M. I think that's that's just the clear and obvious one. And then runner up for me would probably be just the Nebraska game. I thought that that was just a really cool environment. Um, had a ton of recruits in there. Uh, just the night game at the woodshed, and it was just that was that was a lot of fun. But in terms of importance and just the celebration after, it's got to be October 30th and Coach Oz giving us that that gift. <laughs> You know, that, that's probably the better conversation to have right now is what what's the second best game of the year? Because, I, you know, that that's definitely a heated debate that you could have, right? And check me if I'm wrong here, but, like, I feel like, and this sucks because the Ohio State game was awesome. The Michigan game was awesome, for basketball, that is. But it kind of hurts not having fans of that game, right? Like, it, looking back, sure, fun games to watch, but just, like, missing that atmosphere of no Izzone, no Breslin Center crowd, like, God, that, that's, that's such a bummer, isn't it, that it wasn't there? So that's why I might even slide, like, the Penn State football game into second place above those basketball games? Or am, am I am I just putting way too much stock in no fans being there? Like, I I, I don't know. Now, now I'm starting to get my own mind in a pretzel over this. No, I, I agree with you. I think we even kind of saw that against uh, when uh, Michigan State played Oakland this week. You saw – I mean, just having the atmosphere at LCA yeah. and then when Tom Izzo got the technical and yelling at the Izzo to get the F up and make some noise, like, and then the awesome. TV is literally just <laughs> roaring. Like, you couldn't even hear those Oakland announcers. Like, having fans at the game, just, it makes it an event. It goes from a game to an event. That's that's kind of how I would uh, see some uh, differences there. So, yeah, I mean, I, if we, like, you look at last year's basketball season, the three games you mentioned, like, those would probably be way higher on my list, especially that Illinois game. Um, it would be way higher on my list, but just without the fans yeah. and like the reaction and the emotion, it just seems, I, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't live up to what this football season was able to kind of create. I know. God, give, give me, okay. Give me the Penn state game as two a and the Michigan basketball game as two B. I think that'll, that, that, that surely will make people happy that that won't have people screaming at their phone <laughs> or their 
car speaker, whatever they listen to this podcast on. Um, Brett, last but not least, and and this is this is where where it gets really just overwhelming. It's Spartan of the year. I know that thousands are tuning in right now. Arguably, millions are tuning in right now to find out who the Spartan of the year is going to be. Last year, I think I'm pretty sure uh, it was Cassius Winston. I want to say who won Spartan of the year. I don't know who is going to come out on top this time. I, I got just three nominees though. I got a short list. I got Mel Tucker, obviously. I got Kenneth Walker, and then last but not least. We're going to go to the basketball court for this one. It's the guy that all but single-handedly dragged Michigan State to the tournament. Not entirely, but mostly, and that's Aaron Henry. I mean, without Aaron Henry, does Michigan State make the tournament last year? I'm going to take a wild shot that that answer is going to be a no. So that's those are my three nominees right here. Do you have anyone else you want to add, or should we start the heated debate of who gets Spartan of the year? Yeah, I got, I got two to add. I've got oh, let's the first go. one is Matt, Matt Ishbia. Great Just one for the like forty million dollar donation. He's the Tucker extension. That's all of that. And then the second one, James Pyatt, the U.S. Amateur title mm. winner, wow. and uh, former uh, former guest on this uh, illustrious podcast. So I think yeah, I think those those are my four. And then as well as kind of adding Aaron Henry, and they literally dragged this team to the tournament. Yeah. God, now I just feel really stupid because honestly, like I, we we were lucky enough to interview both Ishbia and Pyatt. James Pyatt, that, that's probably my favorite interview of the year. Like that was such an awesome like conversation. He was super cool. So now I just feel bad just for leaving him off the list. Shoot, former. There's so many though. Like it, I mean, the list. Honestly, I had to trim it down from like 20 people. I mean, you could you could throw an Alan Haller in there. You could, I mean, it just, I, it, the list goes forever. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Or like Jaden Reed, if you want a few more players, uh, Hey, Gabe Brown's on a hot start this year. If, uh, you're a big recency bias person, Marcus Bingham has finally made the jump. Like, yeah, it's, it's absolutely no shortage whatsoever. Wow. Well, I, I think I know who mine is and I'm going to go with, uh, the guy who's made history within the MSU football program. First ever Doak Walker winner, first ever Walter Camp winner, uh, not the or just running back of the year, just a sensational guy. And Michigan State doesn't have this resurgence year without him. And it's tough because well, he also doesn't come here if Mel Tucker's not here. But I just don't think we'll see another Kenneth Walker for a very long time, if ever. Just from the talent on the field and just how you know, by all accounts, just a great guy off the field as well. So my Spartan of the year. Goes to Kenneth Walker. Uh, someone should notify him. I'm sure this is even higher on his list than the Doak Walker and the Walter Camp and the Big Ten running back of the year. So, yes, locked on Spartans, Spartan of the year. From this side of the microphone is Kenneth Walker. Odell Bretton, I will let you have the final word because you're just the, the best Spartan there is out there. So, who do you anoint as the Spartan of the year? Yeah, for the year of 2021, I'm going to anoint Kenneth Walker III as my Spartan of the year, I think. Everything you said, it rings true. Um, I, he's like a, a supernova talent in person from all accounts. Like, you guy just ever since he got here on that beautiful January day, um, it's been nothing but class. Wonderful. Worked work his butt off. He just, he's, he's the best. And I think all Spartan nations, all 550,000 plus of us, wherever he goes uh, in the NFL, we're all going to be fans of him. So I just, he, I just love that guy, and I'm going to miss him very, very much. I but know. We'll, we'll always have those memories, especially uh, October 30th. 
You know what? Came here January 6th, raided the Michigan State defense on October 30th, and just did so great in pretty much every other game uh, that he was fully healthy for. So, yeah, Kenneth Walker, you know what? Round of applause for Kenneth Walker. Um, I'm sure he'll know. He actually listens to this pod quite often, so I'm sure no one has to tell him. He probably just knows as he starts each and every day with a Locked On Spartans podcast. That's right. So, uh, on a real note, Odell Brightham, you're the man. Love you. You're the best. Spartan Nation loves you. Thank you so much for joining me for part two of the Spartan Superlative Recap Extravaganza Bonanza Hoot Nanny. Go have yourself a fine new year, Mr. Brett. Yeah, thank, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure as always, and uh, have a happy holiday, great new year, and I'm, I'm sure I'll be talking to you on, on the Bird app a little bit. So I'm excited for what's to come in 2022, and I'm already going to start, start generating my list. So hopefully I'll be Love invited that. back on next year to do something like this. So. Hey, we're, I'm, I'm ready to go. We got probably the most important year in Spartan history coming up. So just uh, thank you for having me on. Massive, massive thank you to Odell Bretham Jr. for joining us today. Massive thank you for Austin Smith, who joined on yesterday's show. And also, thank you guys. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for uh, making this such a fun season, a fun year overall. Yes, we still have two shows to go in the year of our Lord 2021. Uh, but just want to thank you for just everything that you guys have done this past year. Uh, whether you've been listening the entire year, whether you've only listened to a few episodes, or maybe, hey, this is your first go at it. Really, really, just sincerely cannot thank you guys enough. Um, it's been an awesome year. Uh, just for a full peek behind the curtain, we're looking at a year with over 670,000 downloads, which is a number that this small brain over here can't even comprehend. So, you guys are awesome. You guys are the absolute best, and thank you so much for uh, just making this a fun ride. Uh, all, all your emails, your tweets, or if I've seen you in person and you've come up and talked to me how much you love the show, I, I can't even begin to explain how much that truly means to me. It's It's been an absolute pleasure to be doing this, of course, during a fun season, like we just talked about the last two episodes. All the ups, all the downs, no matter what, hey, gone through it together. So, like I said... Two more episodes to go in this calendar year. We've got the Peach Bowl preview coming up tomorrow. We've got the Peach Bowl recap coming up on Friday. Should be quite the way to end. Uh, Such an eventful year, honestly. So thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day. Now go make Locked On Bets your second listen, guys. That's Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. All right. Hey, 2022 is almost here. But until then... Go Green, baby. Love you all.